सिन्नो मित्र संवरुण सिन्नो भवत्मांद्र बृहस्पति सन्नो विष्णुक्रम नमो ब्रह्मणे नमस्ते वायमे प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्मसी प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्म वदिष्यामिष्यामिष्यामिन्मावद गुरुनाराध्य वेदांता 
We are in the process of discussing what is known as subtle body. It is said that the subtle body is made of the five elements in the subtle state. These elements, the five elements are the first created. They are created from Ajnanam. Ajnanam means ignorance, possessed of the power or possessed of the qualities of Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. However, these five elements which are the cause for this creation are primarily created from the ignorance which is Tamas, predominance of Tamas, with slight Rajas and Tamas. <coughs> but from the five elements, I mean from the ignorance which is primarily, which is predominant in tamas from there, these five elements are created. These five elements, when they are created, are in the subtle state, known as sukshma bhuta, meaning the subtle elements, or tanmatra, meaning the rudimentary elements, because they are pure in their state, so each one possesses the quality of its own. Each element has its own quality. The element akash or the space has the quality sound. The element vayu or the air, has the quality touch. The element fire has the quality of color. The element water has the quality taste. The element earth has the quality smell. So at that time in the rudimentary state each element retains its distinction, retains its own quality. They are called tanmatrani. <coughs> and each element also has, even though predominance of tamas, has also some particles of sattva and rajas. First evolution that takes place is from the sattva aspect of these five elements. We have what we call the five organs of perception. The five organs of perception are created respectively from the sattva aspect of the five elements. From the sattva aspect of the element space, we have the, the faculty of hearing. From the sattva aspect of the element air, we have the faculty of touch. From the sattva aspect of the element fire, we have the faculty of sight. From the sattva aspect of the element water, we have the faculty of taste. And from the sattva aspect of the element earth, we have the faculty of smell. And then it was said that from the combined sattva aspect of all the five elements, it makes sense to say that the sattva aspect of each element gives rise to a particular organ of perception, because that organ of perception he is able to perceive that element alone or the quality of that element. Whereas the mind which is behind all the sense organs is said to be made up of the combined sattva aspect of all the five elements because the mind is behind every sense organ. This mind again is said to be consisting of two functions or two aspects. One is called buddhi, other is called manaha. Buddhi, the intellect, is the knowing aspect. The, know, the knowing aspect is buddhi. Also the ego is in the buddhi. The assertion is in the buddhi. The determination is also in the buddhi. So buddhi is that aspect which knows, which ascertains, which judges, which concludes. Therefore it is called nischayatmika antahkana vrittihi. That mode of the mind which is nischayatmika of the nature of nischaya or ascertainment or decision. <coughs> Another faculty that we have is manaha, what we might call the feeling faculty or the emotional faculty, also the impulsive faculty, the doubting faculty, where this impulsive or this sankalpa, vikalpa, a, a decision and opposite of it. So this kind of vacillation that takes place is this faculty called manaha, so that, and that is as we said, the emotional faculty the feeling faculty, even the impulsive faculty. So buddhi and manaha. This is called sankalvikalpatmika antahkana vruttihi. That state of mind when the mind is doing sankalpa vikalpa. The pros and cons or vacillating between the two extremes. <laughs> it also said that the mind performs two more functions. One is the function of remembering or reflecting. And when the mind is in that frame or in that disposition, it is called chittam. Anusandhanadmika antahkana vruttihi. 
that disposition of mind when the mind is reflecting, when the mind is remembering. And the fourth function that the mind performs is called ahankara. So, abhimanatmika antahkana vrittihi ahankara. Abhimana meaning identification. So, when one identifies with a given thing, then there is an aham involved, an I involved in that thing. Thus, I identify myself with the result of an action and I say, I am successful. I accomplish this. I am a failure. So, when this I is connected, then that particular disposition or the vritti or the mode of the mind is called ahankara, which is translated as ego. <laughs> so, intellect, mind, memory and ego, this is how the four aspects are translated. This is called antahkaranam, the inner organ. It is compared to the organs of perception which are bahyakarana or the outer organs and compared to them, this mind is called antahkaranam, the inner organ. <coughs> Very interesting thing is that mind is a karanam. Karanam meaning instrument. That will be stated later on, so we will talk about it. Etesham prakasadmagatvat satvikam shikaryatvam How do you say that? These sense organs in the mind are composed of the sattva aspect of five elements. Edesham prakashatmakatvat because prakasha or the light or illumination is the nature of the sense organs as well as the mind because they illumine the respective objects and illumination and knowledge is the quality of sattva. Therefore we say that the sense organs of perception and the mind are made of the sattva aspect of the five elements. <coughs> Now we said that what we call subtle body also consists of the three koshas. So there are different ways of looking at our personality, different ways of analyzing our personality. Our experiences can be looked upon as consisting of the three states, waking, dream and deep sleep state. And therefore, if we study those states properly, then we shall be able to understand our personality or ourselves properly. Another way of looking at ourselves is that we have, we possess what we call the three bodies, the gross body, the subtle body and the causal body. The gross body, it will be said, is this outer body made of food, annameha. The subtle body we just talked about, made up of 17 elements, the five organs of perception, five organs of action, the five pranas, the buddhihi and the manaha, the seventeen make of what we call the subtle body. And the ignorance, ajnanam, which is veiling power, and the projection power makes of what we call the causal body. So ajnanam, ignorance with its veiling power, which is there for the potential of projection, is what we call the causal body. So thus we have a gross body, a subtle body and the causal body. That's another way of looking at our own self. <laughs> then there is a third way of looking at ourselves also, that our personality can be said to be made up of five koshas or five sheets, which is what we find in the Taittiriya Upanishad. So the three states analysis, the analysis of three states we find in the Mandukya Upanishad, the analysis of the five koshas we find in the Taittiriya Upanishad. They say that our personality is made up of five sheets. What is the sheet? That which covers the self. Anyway, that which covers something is called a sheet. In this case, all these layers of personality are called sheets because they seem to effectively cover the true nature of the self. <coughs> Thus we have our personality can be looked upon as made up of five layers or five sheets. Layers not in a physical sense, but layers in the sense of the five uh, identifications that we have. The five sheets are Annamaya, Pranamaya, Manumaya, Vijnanamaya, Anandamaya. The sheets made up of food, that is called Annamaya, Annamaya Koshaha. Sheets made up of food which is this gross body. So gross body also becomes a sheath which conceals the self. How does it conceal the self? As we said, the self is limitless. 
How can it be concealed by such an insignificant thing as this gross body, which is limited in every way? Then remember the illustration of the cloud. Ganachinnamarkam, ganachinnadrushtihi, ganachinnamarkam, yasamanyate nishprabhum chati mudaha. Just as a person whose vision or sight is obstructed by the cloud, thinks that the sun is covered, or the sun is not shining, ati mudaha. Someone who does not know the nature of sun thinks that the sun is not shining when that person's eyes are covered by the cloud. Similarly also, it is not that this gross body, arannamah koshaha, it really covers the self. All it does is, it covers our vision. How does it cover? By creating a notion in our mind that I am the body. What is it that effectively conceals the robe from us? Does a snake conceal the robe? The notion, this is a snake. So what is it that really conceals the robe from us? The notion, this is a snake. Other, and otherwise the robe is shining there. But then we don't see it because it is veiled by this notion, this is a snake. And so also, what is it that conceals the Atma, the self, which is self-effulgent? The notion, I am the body. And how is that notion created? Because the body is there. On account of the body being there, on account of its proximity to the self, it just, uh, pre- I mean, presents before us a, uh, a, a, a occasion to commit uh, this mistake, that's all. The body, by its very being there, becomes the place where the superimposition is carried out, and therefore, since the body is there, there is this identification of the body, and there is this notion, I am the body. So that notion, I am the body, which arises from the identification of the body, effectively conceals the true nature of I, which is asariram sharireshu, which is unembodied in all the bodies. But that I do not know because I take myself to the body. In that sense, the body is said to be a sheath. It is called annamaya koshaha, a sheath made of anna or food, <coughs> modification of food. Then there is pranamaya koshaha. Pranamaya the kosha of the vital air. So we have this vital air, the functions taking place in our body, and that will be described subsequently. Prana, pana, vyana, udana, samana, etc. So respiration and circulation and digestion and all these functions are taking place in our body. And an identification with those pranas or the vital energy also creates various notions in us. So when I am, when there is hunger, I say I am hungry. When there is thirst, I am thirsty. And there is sickness, I am sick. So these are all the the nature of what we call prana or the physiological system of the vital air. On account of identification with them, I have this notion of I am hungry, thirsty, etc. This is called pranamaya kosha. Meaning the prana, by its very presence, becomes the occasion or becomes instrumental in my identifying with them and that is how the pranas as though effectively conceal the self. They don't poor, do, poor things do do anything but it is the identification of the prana. The third kosha or the third sheet is called manomaya kosha, the mental sheet. Identification to the mind. Which is embodied the mind? Mind is that emotional faculty or the impulsive faculty. The doubting faculty, identification with that. In his mind, the various the various emotions are there. Sometimes likes, dislikes, anger, greed. Then I am angry, I am greedy, I am happy, I am unhappy, or I am kind, I am compassionate. All of these are the notions created on account of identification with the mind, and that effectively conceals the true nature of the self. Therefore. That is called Manumaya Kosha. It is not the mind that is a sheet. It is a notion, I am the mind that is a sheet. It is not the body that is a sheet, the notion, I am the body. If this notion goes away, well then the body, mind, etc. will no more cover the self because they are not covering even today. Even today also what is covering the self is only the notion, I am the body. The only difference between the wise and the otherwise person is, the wise person knows the body, I am not. And the otherwise person takes the body to itself. <coughs> and the fourth sheath is called the intellect sheath. The Vijnanamaya Kosha. 
vijnanam or the knowledge is the nature of intellect therefore this intellect also by its being present being there becomes an occasion for me to identify with it and thus there is a whole series of notions i am the intellect i am wise i am ignorant i am i am learned i am ignorant or i am the doer i am successful i am failure i am so and so all of these notions are on account of identification with the intellect therefore that intellect also becomes a kosha is called vijnanam kosha and finally is called anandamay kosha the so called bliss sheet you know meaning the the ananda the very happiness the rasa rasa means the very joy the happiness itself becomes a sheet or becomes a a a, a cover because when i am extremely happy then there is what we call rasaswada there is a uh, a joy that i get we get joy from various things from music from food from traveling from millions of things we get joy and we get addicted to that joy and that itself becomes also an obstacle to the true nature of the knowledge of the true nature of myself because that always when i want it again and again even meditation many people perform do the yoga practices many people perform meditations and they gain various experiences and they want them again and again because they experience a certain thing which is what is peace or or, or happiness or whatever certain <coughs> sensation and they want those things again and again so that also uh, deprives me or denies me the knowledge of myself which is that ananda therefore i am experiencing happiness i do not know at that time that i am happiness so therefore even that happiness also becomes a kosha kosha means a sheet by creating a notion that i am happy that also is a notion it's not that i am happy i am happiness is a truth about i and that is called anandamay kosha each of this kosha or each of this sheet is more and more it becomes subtler and subtler and that the final obstacle we have is anandamay kosha to uh, overcome or grow out of that fascination that one has for experiencing that joy which comes from various practices that is the final obstacle that one has and there is a final thing that one has to give up as we said from study from chanting from music from meditation from anything and everything you may get joy and it's nice it's very it's sattvic joy meaning it is sattvic happiness no doubt about that certainly desired desirable compared to any other form of happiness nevertheless it is a happiness which i think is coming from a source other than myself and to that extent we have to learn from that experience also that happiness is the self so anandamay kosha so that is how our personality can be analyzed as consisting of this five koshas or five sheets so this author here is simultaneously presenting all of them he presented the gnana or the ignorance and called it anandamay kosha ananda prasuratvat koshamay aachadagatvat ananda ko anandamay kosha this is ananda prasuryam in the state of ignorance when there is no identification the gross or subtle body there is a total relief from the conflicts and the struggle this identification causes and therefore this ananda prasuryam there is a predominance of happiness there as well as koshvat aachadagatvat that ananda also conceals the nature of the self therefore it's called anandamay kosha so we were told earlier that is ignorance is anandamay kosha susupti it is also the state of deep sleep lasthanam it is also the place where the gross and the subtle worlds resolve so anandamay kosha as well as karana shariram jagat karanatvat aur sthula sukshma sharira karanatvat ignorance was called karana shariram the causal body anandamay kosha the ananda sheath of happiness so all of this was dealt with now we are discussing what is known as subtle body and in this subtle body are also included the three sheets as will be told the pranamaya manomaya and vijnanamaya so subtle body encompasses three sheets manomaya vijnanamaya manomaya 
and pranamaya. And that's what now the teacher proceeds to describe from the verse 72. Yam buddhi jnanendriyehi sahita vijnanamaya koshaha bhavati Iyam buddhi jnanendrihi sahita. This buddhi. Which buddhi? Nasyadvika antahkana vrittihi. That buddhi, the nature of which is to ascertain, to know, to judge, to determine. In which also what we call the chittam or the reflection faculty or the memory also is included. So that buddhi, jnanendrihi sahita. So, jnana sadhanani indriyani jnana indriyani. Those indriya, the sense organs which are the means of knowledge are called jnana indriya. So, jnana is organs of perception. This intellect along with the organs of perception, vijnanamaya kosha bhavati. It is called vijnanamaya kosha or the intellect sheet. Because vijnanam or the knowledge is the nature of the intellect. <coughs> okay. Then, what about the Chaitanyam, the consciousness of the Self that is identified with Jnanamaya Kosha? How about the Self who is identified with the Buddhi? What about Him? That is being said in the verse 73. Ayam Kartrutva Bhoktrutva Sukhitva Dukhitvari Abhimanatvena Ihaloka Paraloka Gami Vyavaharika Jeevaha Uchade Iri Uchade Ayam Ayam means this the self. Identify with the intellect. Kartrutva, Bhaukrutva, Sukhitva, Dukhitvadi, Abhimanatvena. This Abhimanam, on account of identification with the intellect, various notions are created. So, this is a very beautiful way of analyzing because what is what we call the Ahankara or the ego is nothing but a bunch of notions. But ego is nothing but a bunch of notions. We are told here that there are five sources of these notions. <coughs> and thus we can analyze our own personality. What created a particular idea or a particular notion or a particular problem? We can trace it to one of these five koshas, one of the five sheets. So here we are told, well as far as the Anandamaya kosha is concerned in the deep sleep, there is no notion. And therefore it is not a problem. The state of deep sleep or causal body is not a problem in as much as that time there is no notion. But the problem begins from the Vijnanamaya, the next one, the Vijnanamaya Kosha, what we call the intellect sheet, which, arrive, which is the identification with the intellect. So when I'm identified with the intellect, what notions arise? Kartrutva, the sense of doership. Vijnanam yajnam tanude, karmani tanude vicha, the, the translator quotes here. Vijnana, the phrase, quotation from Taitriya Upanishad. Vijnanam yajnam tanude. It is our intellect which in fact performs sacrifices. Karmani tanude bicha. It is our intellect that performs all the actions. So it is the intellect where the doership is. Who performs actions? The intellect. And on account of identification of the intellect, there arises in me a notion, I am the doer. So kartrutva, the sense of doership that we experience is on account of identification with intellect. As Lord Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Prakrute Kriyamanani Gunaish Karmani Sarvasaha Ahankar Vimudhatma Kartahamiti Manyate. In fact, all the actions are performed by the modifications of Prakriti or modifications of matter. Ahankar Vimudhatma, but on account the one who is identified with matter, identified with the intellect, Things that I am a karta or I am a doer. Therefore, 
identification intellect creates in us the sense of doership. Bhoktrutva, the sense of enjoyership. The doership arises on account of enjoyership. That, on account of again identification the intellect, there is a sense of limitation because intellect is a limited faculty or a limited entity. And therefore I want to be free, I want to be happy. So that innate desire to be happy or complete creates in me a sense of bhoktrutva, enjoyership. I want to enjoy happiness. Therefore, the enjoyership or bhoktrutva is what is arising. So bhoktrutva, enjoyership or experiencership. And the need to enjoy gives rise to the desire to perform actions. The need to perform actions gives rise the need for knowledge. Because I can perform action only when I have a knowledge of how to perform that action. So that is what we call knowership. Knowership because I am the knower. Doership, I am the doer. Enjoyership, I am the enjoyer. These notions arise. So kartratvam, bhauktratvam, pramatratvam. Pramatratvam, I am knower. So these notions arise on account of identification with intellect. Why are we told this? What, how does it help us? Just to understand our own personality. We should be doing the introspection. We should be constantly watching our thoughts. Particularly our thoughts when they give us problem. Otherwise it's okay. If the things are going on in normal way, no problem. Then also it would help being alert. But whenever something gives me problem, then at least I will be able to understand what is the source. Where did, where did I, uh, what is it that I am identifying with? And you will find that the ego, which is a source of problems, ego alone can create conflicts, ego creates the divisions, and that alone can create conflicts and whatever. And to understand that ego, this is a beautiful method given to us. That ego is nothing but identification, from one of the five layers, either I am identified with the body, or the prana, or the mind, or the intellect, or whatever. Skartrutva, bhaktrutva, sukhitva, dukhitvadi. Understand that really there are not five koshas, there is only one problem. Even though we call it five koshas or five sheets, the problem is one, ignorant, I mean ego, ego. And ego is that which arises on account of identification of the body with the prana, with the mind, with the intellect, etc. But all those notions are in the intellect only. So where the ignorance is, is in the intellect. And where the knowledge has to take place, also is in the intellect. And all the notions are in the intellect. Because it is the nature of the intellect to assert its sense of individuality, to distinguish itself. So, I am a doer. I am an enjoyer, sukhitva, I am happy, dukhitva, I am unhappy. So it is these notions which is what we call ego and that is called jiva. So who is jiva? That's why he said, sukhitva, dukhitva, di abhimanatvena. So happy, unhappy is not the nature of the self, abhimanatvena. On account of this notion that I am happy, on account of the notion I am unhappy, on account of the notion that I am a doer, on account of notion that I am an enjoyer, this notion arises on account of adhyaroga, superimposition, superimposing the intellect and the at qualities of the intellect, the attributes of the intellect upon the self, and from that these notions arise. Therefore, the one identified the intellect is called ego or jiva. Who is he? Yahaloka paralogagami vyavahariko jiva iti uchyate. He is called Jiva. Jiva is one who is, Jiva means the, the uh, Jiva Prana Dharane, one who sustains the life, one who sustains the Prana. Or Jiva, this Jiva is a technical word, it means an individual, an embodied individual. Vyavaharika Jiva. The one who performs Vyavahara, one who performs all the transactions. So it is said here, phenomenal Jiva. Phenomenal one who experiences the phenomena. Ihaloka paraloka gami. This is interesting. That this, this identification of the intellect which creates all the notions perpetuates the sense of individuality, perpetuates the embodiment and it is perpetuated from one birth to another birth. So in this embodiment I perform variety of actions 
which will result, give or bring about various results. And so when I perform the action, I am a karta or a doer. When the result comes, I become bhokta, the enjoyer, the experiencer. And that bhoga or the result of that, the experience of the result will create for me a reaction or a response in terms of whether I am happy or I am unhappy. So kartrutva, I perform an action. The result comes bhoktrutva, I become the bhokta or experiencer. What is when, they, when I experience, then the experience is of one of the two kinds, sukhitva, dukhitva. In an experience other, I am happy or I am unhappy. If you stop there, it will be fine. But it doesn't stop there. When I judge myself as happy, then I want to remain happy. I want to hold on to that happiness. Or I want more of that happiness. I want it again and again. And therefore, even this judgment on my part that I am happy, again prompts me to perform an action which will create that happiness again, or which will perpetuate that happiness. And so again an action comes. Again I become a karta, a doer. And once you become doer, an enjoyer. When you become an enjoyer, happy or unhappy. And happy and unhappy, again for the desire. <coughs> Unhappiness also causes desire, creates desire to avoid that thing, to get rid of it. That's another desire which brings about another action. So see how this notion of kartrutva that I am a doer, how it sets a chain of, of perpetuation of this limited embodiment. And how long will this go on? It is not that this business will end by the, by the death of this body. Because when the death takes place, all that happens is that this body dies. And the subtle body, what we call jiva, jiva means the one identified as the subtle body, he departs. And continues his business of again doing, enjoying, judging the self as happy, unhappy, desiring happiness, desiring to get rid of unhappiness, and this is go this goes on so it's ihaloka paraloka gami. The one who travels or transmigrates from this world to another world. He is called Jivaha. So this Jivatvam, the this the notion of individuality arises on account of identification with the Buddhi. <coughs> okay, this is how the says here Bhagavadarnika Upanishad sa samanasana ubhavalokau anusancharati dhyayativa lelayativa sa samanasana identifying with the buddhi ubhavalokau anusancharati he travels or yes he, he journeys in these two worlds awaking and dream that's another thing also so when you say he goes from this world to the other world it can be even during this life also, every day. That every day on account of identification with the mind or the intellect, this jiva transmigrates from waking to dream and to deep sleep. And that cycle also goes on. And from one birth to the other birth, that cycle also goes on. <coughs> okay, now next is the Manomaya Kosha. The Anandamaya Kosha came, the Vijnanamaya Kosha came, now the Manomaya Kosha is being talked about. Manastu Jnanendriyahi Sahitam Sata Sahitam Sata Manomaya Koshaha Bhavati Manastu Jnanendriyahi Sahitam Subuddhi along with the sense organs of perception Similarly, the mind also, along with the sense of perception, sense organs of perception, becomes manomaya koshaha, becomes a mental sheet. So, identifying with our emotions, identifying with our impulses, identifying with our reactions. Emotions are all good, as positive, as well as negative. So, anger, lust, thirst, I mean, you know, greed, all of these may be called negative emotions. And kindness, compassion, charity, all of these are the positive emotions. All of these emotions are in what we call mind. So reaction impulses are also there, emotions are also there. Identification with them is what we call manomaya koshaha. The emotional being. So vijnanamaya is 
intellectual being. Manomaya is emotional being. I become an emotional being. Emotional is fine. But then coming under the spell of emotion is a problem. It's nice to be an intelligent person, but then it is not nice to have all these notions. So it's nice to be an emotional being, but not nice to come under the spell of the emotion, so become impulsive. So anyway, that is the manomaya kosha. <coughs> okay, and thus the evolution of what we call sattva is, uh, uh, sattva aspect is complete. From the five subtle elements, from the sattva aspect, we have the creation of the subtle body consisting of the seventeen elements or we have the, no, not the, we have the creation of the sense organs of perception in the mind or also called Vijnanamaya Kosha and Manomaya Kosha. Now, we take up the evolution of the rajas aspect and from that, rajas means activity. So, how we have a thinking and a feeling personality, then we have an active personality and what does active personality consist of, consist of and how is it evolved that is being said next. Karmendriyani Vakpani Pada Payupasthakhyani Karmendriyani Again, Karma Sadhanani Indriyani Karmendriyani those indriyas or organs with which we accomplish various actions or activities, they are known as karmendriya or organs of action. And what are they? Vak, pani, pada, payu, upasthakhyani, akhyani, those which are known as vak, the organ of speech. Pani, the hands, the arms. Pada, the feet or the legs. Payu, the organ of evacuation and upastha, the organ of reproduction. So these are the five organs of action. And these perform respectively their different functions that will come later on. The, the function of the organ of speech is vachanam, speaking. Bhashanam or vachanam. So speaking or uttering the speech is the function of organ of speech. Then hands or arms, what do they do? Adanam, meaning grasping things. Feet, what do they do? Gamanam, motion. The visarga, the payu, the evacuation. Ananda, the upastha, the organ of uh, reproduction. Ananda, or the happiness. So these are the five kind of functions that these organs perform. <coughs> and what are they created from? So that is being said next. Etani Punaha Akasha Dinam Vyaste Bhya Pratak Prataka Kramena Utpadyante Etani Punaha These organs of action again are utpadyante, they are produced from akasadinam rajam sevya vyastevya prasak prasak kramena utpadyante. So these organs of action again are created from the rajas aspect. Sattva is associated with knowledge. Rajas associated with action. Therefore these organs of action are created from the rajas aspect of the five elements. Again the sequence. The five elements, Akash, Vayu, Agni, Apah, Prasvi. And it is said here that the rajas aspect of the element space gives rise to the organ of speech. The rajas aspect of the element air gives rise to the organ, the hands or the arms. The rajas aspect of the element fire gives, creates what we call the feet, the motion. The rajas aspect of the element water creates the the organ of uh, reproduction and the rajas aspect of the element earth gives rise to the organ of evacuation. And you can see how this arrangement is. The organ of speech, we said, is made up of the rajas aspect of the element space. What's the quality of element space? Sound. What does the speech do? Produce sound. So ears are said to be made of the sattva aspect of element space. They 
perceive the sound and speech is from the rajas aspect of element speech it creates sound similarly also the hands are said to be made of rajas aspect of the element air the function the quality of air is touch so we touch with our hands and therefore that is how uh, the hands are from the rajas aspect of the element air so the skin is from the sattva aspect of the element air and so that is what touch and with the hands we grasp things we acquire things from the rajas aspect of the element air then the fire so the eyes are from the sattva aspect of fire the quality of fire is color so eyes perceive the color and the eye the fire also associated with motion because it moves and so the legs are said to be made up the fire aspect the rajas aspect to element fire and then the element the uh, the the organ of ex- the evacuate i mean evacuation or the the reproduction which gives us gives away water and that is the rajas aspect of element water and evacuation gives away gives away what we call the earth rajas aspect of the element earth this is how the arrangement is that's how you can remember what is made from which element this is how there is a correspondence <coughs> so we have the the active personality within ourselves consists of the organs of action and also we have what we call the five pranas or the five vital airs performing the various physiological functions and they are mentioned next year वायवह प्राण अपान व्यान उदान समाना वायव वडानोनस एयर्स द वाइटल एयर्स आर प्राण अपान व्यान उदान एंड समाना वेल दिस ऑल द ऑथर हिमसेल्फ गिव्स अ डेफिनेशन ऑफ इच वन ऑफ देम हियर so what are these uh, what are the various vital layers and what functions they perform in our body prano nama pragamanavan nasagrasthanavarti so what is known as prana so one meaning of the word prana is a vital air here the prana is in the sense of the respiratory system or particularly prana is the breath that is living so pragamanavan pragamanam agratah nisaranam so emerging from the top is called pragmis above so that the air or the vital air which has a motion upward is called prana so pragamavan where is the place so every organ of perception organ of action and prana also has its location the location of organs of perception are very clear Lo- location of organs of action are also clear to us what are the locations of this pranas or the vital air see all this becomes important for the people who want to study this there are the yogis who control these pranas so who really study this prana the movement of the pranas and even control them and that is where all these the locations of the prana become important what functions they perform and where they are located so this function called prana which is the air which is moving up and emerging from the nose that is called prana nasagrasthanavati it is said that the place of the prana is nasagra the tip of the nose so location is this vayu prana is tip of the nose this somewhat differs from what the upanishad says elsewhere prana hrudaye bhadarnika upanishad the taitriya brahmana says that this prana actually its place is in hrudaya or the heart whereas the author here says the prana is in the tip of the nose the prashna upanishad says the place of prana is between the the eyes and the ears so somewhere it is said that the location of prana is in the upper region in some places it is said the location of this prana is in the heart whichever way it is 
in the heart it may be located, begins from heart. But its presence is felt mainly in the upper region. So he said that the prana, the pragamanavan vayu, the air moving upwards, is or the breathing out, is, has its location in the upper region here. Okay, then the next one. Apano nama Avagamanavan Paivadisthanavarti Apano nama What is known as Apanavayo Is Avagamanavan Vital force that goes downwards Prag is going upwards Apag is uh, Avag is going downwards so that vital air that goes downwards is called apana. <coughs> and what does it do? It forces things out. So the job of the apana vive is to reject, so excretion etc. takes place because of this vayu, apana vayu. And therefore, payuvadi sthanavarti. Therefore, the place of the apana vayu is supposed to be in the low region, lumbar region between the organ of excretion and the organ of generation, that is where is supposed to be the location of this apanavayu. Remaining there, it performs the functions of rejection in this body. So, this is apanavayu. Adho nabehe adhasthat gamanavan malapanayana vyaparena The point is, the malapanayana etc. is what this vayu does is located below the navel in the region and performs its functions of excretion. So that is apanavayu. Then third, Vyano nama Vishwagamanavan Akhila Sharira Varti Vyano nama What is known as the Vayu Vyana, the vital air Vyana Vishwak Gamanavan. Vishwak Gamanavan means moving in all the directions. It is what you call the circulation system. So if Apana is excretion system, the Prana is respiratory system, the Vyana can be said to be the circulation system. And therefore, it circulates all throughout the body. So where is the location of this Vayu Vyana? Throughout the body. Vishwak paritaha sarvataha gamanam vidyade yasya sahatatha means one who moves in every direction all over the body is called vyana. Okay, then next one. Udano nama kanthasthaniya urdhva gamanavan there is another vayu of the vital air called Udana. Kanthasthani. The location of this vayu Udana is Kantha or the throat. What is its role? Urdhu Gamanavan is, is moving up. So it is ascending upwards. Different from the prana. This is moving upwards. Utkramana vayu. Utkramana meaning departing from the body. So he said that this vayu udana, the role, the jaw role of this vayu is while departing from this body. So Prasnopanishad gives this description that when this jiva is ready to depart from this body, then udana vayu gathers all the faculties, becomes the leader, and leads the whole subtle body from a suitable passage. So there are many passages from which the prana may leave a person who is dying. There are upper passages here like the ears, eyes, the mouth, from there the prana may depart. Or the uppermost passage of course is at the crown, the crown of the head, that's the most exalted one. Then there are lower passages also from which the prana may depart. And they believe that, depending on, see, depending on the kind of life that you led, if you lived a life which is virtuous, then perhaps, then definite, then the prana will leave from the upper region. If you lead a life which is high in thinking, uh, in your in your attitudes, in your actions, in your meditations, etc., 
then the Udanavayu will lead this subtle body from an upper passage. So if you have been thinking about knowledge, which is located here, if you are a person wedded to knowledge, contemplation, then all of those being located here, the prana will leave. If you are, if a person is only pleasure oriented, the location of which is all down, then the vayu perhaps would leave from those uh, openings. Anyway, so udana is the, the utkramana vayu. It is that vital air, the role of which is utkramanam, meaning depart from his body. <coughs> Also, Udhanavayu performs another function. It is said in the Chandogya Upanishad that Udhanavayu performs a function where any task requiring strength is called for. For example, they give an illustration that you want to shoot an arrow, so which requires all the concentration, all the strength. So when a person is shooting an arrow from a bow, applying all his strength, at that time the prana and the apana the breathing in and out, both of them stop. So, where there is sandhi, the meeting point of the prana and apana, when both of them meet, meaning both of them stop, at that time this vayu vyana, the udayu, udana, actually comes into play. <coughs> and therefore, here, uh, hmm, when another uh, no, I'm sorry, the Vyana Vayu. The Vyana is the Vayu which, which uh, in, gets involved in performance of the various tasks involving the strength. Not Udana, but Vyana. So, Prana and Apana, both of them when they stop, then this Vyana Vayu comes into play. And particularly in all the joints where the strength is required, that is where the Vyana Vayu has its play. So, when the Prana breathing out and breathing in Apana, both of them stop, then the Vyana Vayu comes into play, helping us in performing the task requiring the strength. Udana Vayu comes into play mainly when there is any kind of a reaction from the body, uh, like vomiting and things like that, and ultimately when this body, when the Jiva departs from this body, then the Udana Vayu comes into play. Okay, the final fifth Vayu called Samana. Samano Nama Sharira Madhyagata Ashita Pitan Nadi Sami Karana Karaha So Sami Karana Karaha Samanaha Samana means that which makes which equalizes everything. So there is a vital air which equalizes everything. Equalizes what? Sharira Madhyagata, it is located in the middle of the body, in the stomach, in the navel region. Ashita Pita Annadi Samikarana Karaha. Ashita means food that is eaten, and Pita that which is drunk. So all the food that we eat and drink, all that food is equalized, meaning it is digested. So therefore, the purpose of the Samanavayu is digestion. <coughs> it is further explained in the next passage, it says here. Sami Karananto Paripaka Karanam Rasa Rudhira Shukra Purishadi Karanam Ityavata This looks like an extra passage, it doesn't appear in the original text. But Sami Karananto, so what is the role of the Samanavayu or what we call the digestive uh, the power? is paripaka karanam, to digest, to cook. So food is further cooked in our stomach. First is cooked by fire in the form of sun, cooked in the fields. Then further it is cooked in the kitchen fire. And finally it is cooked in the fire in the stomach. And so this udhanavayu and the samanavayu is a stomach fire and paripaka karanam, it digests the food and converts the food into rasa, into the essence Rudhira into the blood, Shukra into the semen, Purisha into the excretion. So these are the very seven dhasapta dhatu, the seven materials of which the body is made. And therefore, Samanavayu or the digesting force, so equalizes all the food and converts it into the various dhatus, meaning the various uh, uh, elements 
from uh, of which make up our bodies, our body. And there are some people who say that over and above these five pranas, there are some more pranas which are mentioned next passage. Kechitu Naga Kurma Krikala Devadatta Dhanjayakshaha Pancha Anyevayavaha Santi so some people say that there are more, that there are the five pranas. So this author is trying to cover everything that's available uh, in different, from different sources. So say that the Sankhya, the followers of the sage Kapila, they say that there are five more pranas, five more uh, vital systems in there. Naga, Kurma, Krukala, Devadatta, Dhananjaya. These are the five pranas. So that is what they say. And what are these other five pranas? They are upapranas, means secondary pranas. And what are their roles? The next passage tells us that. Tatra nagaha udgirana karaha kurmaha unmilana karaha krikalaha kshutkaraha devadattaha Jirumbhana karaha, dhananjaya, poshana karaha. Tatra, of this five upaprana, the secondary pranas, nagaha, that is the vayu known as naga, is udgirana karaha. Udgiram is vomiting. So chardihi udgiranam chardihi, that which causes vomiting, is called naga. Kurmaha ulmilana karaha, that is vayu called kurma, a white layer which is called kurma unmilanam opening the eyes closing the eyes that's what they do <coughs> so opens eyelids and closes also krukalaha kshutkaraha that which creates hunger is called vayu krukala devadattaha jirumbhanakaraha that which causes yawning is the vayu called devadatta and dhananjaya poshanakaraha that which nourishes the body is called dhananjaya. <coughs> and it is also said that this vayu dhananjaya, it remains in our body even after the death, it is said. So after the death, they find the body swells. You know, so the body swells. It gains in weight and things like that. So that swelling is because of the vayu dhananjaya, so they say anyway. So, these are the five. These are for our information. Why are these all being said? In order to understand ourselves. Nothing is, all of this is, just to understand our own being, our own personality, the various aspects of it. And about this, the next passage says, Etesham Pranadishu Antarbhavat Pranadeha Panchaiva Whereas some others say, meaning Vedantin say that no, these five secondary pranas are included in the first five pranas that we told, and therefore there is no need for you to count ten pranas, you should count only five. <coughs> for example, what we call vomiting, you know, that is the function of the Naga. And so uh, that vomiting, etc., or rejection, that's also the Udhanavayu. So Udhanavayu's job is to reject things or to react rather. And so we can say that the Vayu Naga is included in this Udhanavayu. The second is Kurma Unnilanakaraha. And so opening and closing the eyes. So opening and closing takes place also by Vyana. The purpose of Vyana is to perform this kind of activities. And there were all the different chestas, all different movements of the body are due to Vyana. And so it can be included in Vyana. Then Krukalaha, that is what Kshuda. Kshuda, the job of the hunger is the Samanavayu, that's the fire, and therefore that can be included in the Samanavayu. Then Jrumbhanam, meaning the yawning. So Jrumbhanam Nidra Alasya, the So this can be included into what is known as Apanavayu, because yawning, etc., happens when there is sleep. And sleep, etc., happens when this apanavayu is performing its, you know, the, so this is included in apanavayu. 
एंड फाइनली दिस धनंजय पोषण कर है सो दैट इज सपोज टू इंक्लूडेड धनंजय इन 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 समान वायु सो समान वायु इंक्लूड इज धनंजय अपान वायु इंक्लूड इज देवदत्त एंड क्रुकल इंक्लूड अगेन समान and this is how these five secondary vayus can be said to be included in the five primary vayus and therefore you need not count them separate that's the idea here okay om purnamadah purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva avashishyate शाशाचार्य केशव वादरायण सूत्रभाष्यकृत वंदे भगवतनःश्वरो गुरुरात्मे मूर्ति भेद विभागिने व्योमद्याप्तहाय दक्षिणामूर्त नम ओ शातिशाशाति हरि ओ श्रीगुरभ्यो नम हरि ओम